Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I don't know if y'all saw Thursday Night Football last night, but that was a crazy game. Uh, we're officially into week five in the NFL season in the NFC West, and uh, for the special occasion, uh, I actually have uh, a good friend of mine from, from college back in the East Irvine days, uh, my boy, J10. J10, are you on the line right now? Right here, Just the West. How you been, man? It's, coast, it's been too long, man. What's the been good? What's been good with you, bro? The 49ers are three and zero. Yeah, so the Niners, to your point, and let's go to the standings right now because the Niners are three and zero. There are three teams that are undefeated as of now. One being the Patriots, two being the uh, the Chiefs, and three being the Niners. <laughs> and so, as of right now, especially after Thursday night football, you have the Niners first place at three and zero. You have the Seahawks four and one. You have the Rams three and two. You have the Cardinals winless at zero three and one. And uh, J ten, did you get the chance to check out the Thursday night football game? It was Rams twenty nine, Seahawks thirty. The first half was kind of going back and forth. It was kind of ugly for the Rams early on. They found their offensive swag later on, but um, once again, it was Russell Wilson. He only. Dude, he only had like 20 passing attempts, but he had four touchdowns, 200-something yards, super efficient, and they come out with the home win, 30-29. to, to 29. What are your thoughts about this game? Well, this this game was incredible. I mean, it was, some would say, controversial, but Seattle came out and played in, in those green uniforms, right? Yep, and neon green. They, it, it was a game. It was, a, it was just one of those games where their owner who had recently passed away and they were they were uh, revealing his name on their Hall of Fame. So they had, they, they had the energy and they they came with the run game to to start and the defense just with the Clutch interception in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. They sealed the deal, but the Rams were there. They, they uh, the guy missed the field goal, and this, this guy never misses. So what can you say? I feel bad because they really needed this game with the 49ers coming up and a tough schedule down the road. I agree. It was a. Uh... I won't say special, but it was certainly one of those notable games in the division, especially this is like the first NFC West game on Thursday Night Football. Um, you had, to your point, a couple of like really special plays. You had Tedrick Thompson. He had that pick where um, Goff had him on the last drive to Gerald Everett, right. dropped it, and then I, I thought it was an incompletion at first. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the replay, but he, he, he nailed it. It didn't hit the ground. He got that pick. Um, uh-huh. First half, Tyler Lequette, Russell Wilson, uh, right before uh, right before halftime, actually, uh, actually not right before halftime, in the first quarter, in the, in the end of the first quarter, it looks like he throws it away in the corner of the end zone, but Tyler Lequette keeps his feet, keeps his feet inbound right. for the touchdown. That was crazy. Uh, that was a toe, toe right. uh, there, uh, that, that was a great play, but Russell Wilson is balling right now. He's Sliding, he's running, sliding when he needs to on third down to make the conversion. He's throwing forty-yard touchdown throws to rookies like DK Metcalf. 
I mean, they're, they're playing pretty good. And I think they deserve to win, to win. But, the, I mean, Jared, did you get uh, to see uh, Jared Goff? He, he, he uh, the, the kicker was apologizing to Jared Goff, and Goff is like, don't, don't worry about it. It was one of those games where, uh, you know, I think Sean McVay, early on, they, they were pressing. You know, they had a couple of three and outs the first half. The run game was struggling, but uh, I'll give, you know, I'll give McVay and his staff a lot of credit. They made their adjustments in the second half. You saw Gurley with two touchdowns. Jared Goff, he, you know, he, despite being on the road, he honed himself down, and he had some really nice drives in the second half. Um, but but to your point, I mean, you know, Le- Legatron, right? <laughs> They, the Rams finally trusted in Todd Gurley. I mean, they, he was on the field over 90% of the time, and they they gave him the ball. They didn't really exactly rush it, but they gave it to him in the red zone, and he scored for them. No, you're absolutely right. Um, it's kind of like a glass half empty, glass half full ordeal. I mean, you know, obviously the Rams lost by a point. They lost, uh, but you saw a lot of good signs out of this offense. I mean, J-10, do you, do you feel it for the Rams? Are they the glass half empty or half full? Because right now they're 3-2, and two, you know, and they just lost to the Seahawks, which you don't like to uh, lose in the division, you know what well, I'm saying? <laughs> okay, let, let, me, let me tell you what I think about the Rams and where they are at right now. Okay. Um, Goff, who just signed this new multi-million con- dollar contract, $100 million or so, right? And yep. he's... He's growing as a quarterback, but he has weapons to help him in Cooks, Woods, Cooper Cuff, his favorite. Uh, but Todd Gurley and his offensive line are not helping him. The Rams have interior offensive line problems, so that that's not helping him. He's not getting enough time to survey the field and get the call from his coach, Sean McVay, to where to go with these passes, not unlike last year, right? Right. So the Rams are not exactly the Rams in 2019. And it's... Um, and as for the defense, yep. uh, the Clay Matthews' is broken jaw, I don't know how he got this broken jaw yesterday, but he's going to be out a month. Let me, ask, let me ask you that, about that, J-10. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I was surprised, too. He broke his jaw. He's out a month. Um, fourth quarter, so for that Seahawks, for their game-winning drive, which it became, um, it was like first down. I thought Matthews had him on, uh, you know, I thought Matthews had Russell Wilson, but they flagged him down for roughing the passer. And I know historically Clay Matthews has been hated on by the refs. I mean, did you think it was a, a clean shot? Did it deserve the, the penalty? I mean, that was a bit controversial well, for me. For for you, uh, we all know that the Seahawks don't, are not exactly choir boys. You know, Pete Carroll, <laughs> he, 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 he's uh, very nice on camera, talking to the media, but inside the locker room, he gets these guys to the brink. I mean, they're really co-tapping that line of, you know, uh, being ambitious and just, you know, just they, they, they really play reckless defense out there. I mean, it's football, I get it, but 
it could be inten- intentional. <laughs> right. All right. And I mean, to your point, uh, Let's see, Jared Goff didn't do so bad. He didn't get sacked this time around. Jared Goff had 395 yards and a touchdown, but uh, Russell Wilson, four touchdowns, 268. On Twitter, someone had put down that Goff had like no other quarterback had thrown for as many yards as Goff I mean that that's nearly like nine hundred yards of uh of passing yards, right? Right. Yeah. And the, the Rams, I I mean I just think that they're they're having this Super Bowl hangover where it's, they're just getting bad luck, even though the schedule makers gave them a sort of uh easier where where they only have to play teams. Um, off where the, the opposing team was coming off of a Monday night game or a, a shorter week while the Rams had a longer week, but they they they're three and two, right? Three and two. Yep. They barely they barely beat the Browns. Remember that? Yep, I do. Sunday night. Barely. Yep. Yeah, it's so a- off that fourth quarter where Freddie Kitchen didn't run the ball when he was supposed to on first down. Do the ball four times. That's not that's not gonna win you the game, Freddie Yeah, it didn't. Rams kind of came away. They're three and two right now, and it's weird to say because like the Seahawks. Um, to your point, I mean, they win, but they win sloppy per se. I mean, they they barely beat the the Bengals, and now they had a a very triumphant win, obviously on, on Thursday nights. But I'll give them a lot of credit, man. I mean, Russell Wilson. <laughs> What, what, what's not working for the Rams is Todd Gurley and mm. what they did last year with where they they ran Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was, was getting five yards per, per run and Jared Goff was play actioning and the defense, you know, they were they didn't know what to do and it was the greatest show on turf again. But this year Todd Gurley is not doing the same thing. And that's just causing Jared Goff who already first hand cannot does not like pressure and nope. only has a certain amount of uh, completed passes when there's pressure coming at him, especially when he's blitz. And that's the difference so, right now. Russell Wilson, he, I mean, you, you know how he's been his whole career. He, he's Russell been Wilson pressured all, all his career. The best quarterback in the West right now. He's playing like he's the best in the West. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, eludes defenders, and you compare that to Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff, he had a great game, mind you. I, like I said before, they had a good game plan. They got him back on track in the second half. But, you know, someone has to come away with the win. And I, I think that, you know, obviously with Paul Allen, you know, giving tribute to their owner um, Thursday nights with this neon green, it was, it, was a, it was a special game for them. Yeah, it was, it was, it was they, they had more to play for, and... The, the fans, the, you know, it's the click. 12th man was there. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. No, I, I get it. They have an incredible record over there, whether they pump in sound or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Thursday night, folks. And let, let's head into, I, I mean, kind of in a unique let's situation this week. Let's say it again. Let's get into Monday night. 
Let's dun, get. Dun, dun, uh. Well, one thing at a time, J Ten, because uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird. We have Thursday night NFC West. You have one Sunday morning game, which is the Bengals and the Cardinals, and then Monday night you have the Niners and the Browns. So before we get oh, right. right, so before we get into Monday night, let's talk about what we have on Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific yeah, Standard yeah. Time. Um, you have the Cardinals who are winless, 0-3 and one. Uh, they're on the road against the Bengals, uh, who are also winless at 0-4. And, and uh, right now, the Bengals are favored by 3.5 over under 47.5. But keep in mind, injury-wise, um, John Ross, they just put him on injured reserve. Just, right, A.J. Green is still out. Um, I mean, this Cardinals team, they've been... I mean, you don't get no moral victories, but, you know, they, they've shown that they can, at least offensively, that they can compete. But they've been, to be quite frank, they've been fucking up in, in the red zone. Very few touchdowns. Um, David Johnson, he's been he's been okay. He led the team last, last week with eight catches and 99 yards for uh, out the backfield as a receiver. But, I mean, going into this game, Bengals three and a half, that's a lot of points. But at the same time, um, what, what's your take on this for, for the Cardinals? It's a road game for them. So they're playing. They're playing in Arizona. No, they're they're on the road against the Bengals, and so oh, the no, ba- no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, Bengals at home, right? Yep. Bengals at home. Three and a half. Okay. Well. Yep. Okay. I I like the Bengals to blow out the Cardinals here. Really? I mean, the, yes. Arizona has not. I mean, they have no wins so far, and. The Bengals, they, they, they played some pretty close games. Like the first week, going against Seattle, only losing by one point. Um, they, they have to play the Niners. They, they, they have, a, they have a, one of the hardest schedules. I believe they have the six hardest schedules. And I think facing this mediocre Arizona team, they're just going to finally have to find success in Joe Mixon running the ball, Andy Dalton can play off of that and be successful with his tight end and receivers he got over there. I think that the Bengals' defense, uh, defensive line will get to Kyler Murray and get a few turnovers off this Arizona team. But, I mean, conversely, I mean, <laughs> obviously they, they had a close game against Seattle, but... I don't know if you saw last Sunday nights, but they got wrecked by the Steelers. They got wrecked by the Niners. John Ross, he's out. Um, Tyler Boyd, he's a great receiver, don't get me wrong, but I'm looking at, at their depth chart right now, and uh, they don't have that much speed. So outside of Tyler Boyd, they have Alex Erickson, Auden Tate, Damian Willis, Stanley Morgan. Just not a lot of ex- experience uh, out of the receiver position. They're all, they're all these late round undrafted guys. Seriously, you know, outside of Tyler Boyd, they don't really, wow. ha- they don't really have that much. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, you're talking about the the receivers. Yeah, man. So John Ross is out. AJ Green's uh, out. You just have Tyler Boyd right now. Okay. Well, I, don't, I think Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert mixed with Joe Mixon is enough to, to uh. Get the victory. I don't know about covering the spread. It might be a tighter game than you think, but I believe that Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray at this point. Kyler huh. Murray is a rookie. Okay. 
I mean, what has he done so far? I mean, it's until the Cardinals prove it, until they get a victory, I'm going to have to go with the more veteran team in the Bengals. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll say to your points, um, they released TJ Swearinger earlier in the week. Uh, they've been getting their asses handed defending tight ends. Um, that hasn't been a good point of emphasis. Tyler Eifert might be right, right. there in the middle. All, all tight ends score on Arizona, right? All yeah. tight ends. Cardinals, Christian Kirk, from what I believe, he's out. Um, Andy Isabella is going to be stepping up. But, I mean, at, at the same uh-huh. at the same time, too, rookies. I mean... These guys are rookies. These guys are rookies. We can't bank on them to do anything. Okay. You, I mean, they might show out one week, but the next week, it's nothing. Hmm. Okay. And it's, it's at Cincinnati. I mean, West Coast going to East Coast game, right? Sure. West Coast team going to East Coast, Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, let me ask you this though. Uh, since you, I mean, their their offensive line hasn't been that great either. They've been hurt at tackle this whole season. You still have Chandler Jones. You still have Terrell Suggs. I mean, Hassan Riddick. You still got some pieces for this front seven. Yeah. You know, um, it's. I think I mean, to I, to, I, to your point, I don't think it will be three and a half. I think the Bengals could do this, but I think it might be a closer game. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps, yes. So it might it, it might it might be higher scoring than you think because these two teams have they don't have any defense. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. <laughs> oh man. Right. So how about how about this, J Tan? Uh all right, so Cardinals at Cincy, Bengals three and a half, over under forty seven and a half. Just uh what do you think? Predict the score. What, what, what say you, J Tan? Uh, uh, let's, um, I, I'm going to say 31-27 Ooh, a high-scoring game. Way high. Way high in the over. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Colin Murray will get some completed passes. I actually have Larry Fitzgerald starting on one of my teams. Um, but I think he's going to make that David David Johnson is going to get yardage in this game, whether it's by catching the ball or running the ball. Okay. And you, I mean, Isabella might might catch a few. Okay. Well, how about this? Uh, I look at this game. I think that. Um, I think that it's going to be a little bit lower scoring. Um, give me the Cardinals 20. Give me the Bengals 16. I just I just feel that right now the, the, the Cardinals, they, they've shown flashes. They played Baltimore tough. I, I know that they had an ugly game against the Seahawks, but I've seen flashes enough, whether it's been with the Ravens or against the Lions, where I think it's just a matter of getting them together. Well, Arizona, I mean, they played Baltimore and Detroit, who have better defenses than this Cincinnati team. That's and what I'm saying, you know? Like, I had I mean, some look, optimism. Look, at last, look, look, look back last week. Cincinnati got no, nothing out of uh, their offense going against a tough Pittsburgh defense. 
who came out and sat the quarterback eight, seven, eight times. Right. And I don't, th- I don't think that that is going to be happening to them this week. So I think that Cincinnati will get much more than three points okay. going against Arizona. And I think they're mad. They're mad. They're mad. <laughs> they're about to use. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about this game is uh, someone's going to come away with their first win of the season, right? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. They, they, they're trying to win. They're trying to get a victory right here. Yeah, I, I get it. All right, well, let's see what happens for that. Um, if you're okay with the J10, let's go ahead and fast forward to the game that you wanted to talk about anyways. Uh, Monday Night, okay. fo- Monday oh, Night Football. Okay. So you have... Cleveland Browns, um, they've been, you know, uh, good and bad. They uh, struggled out the gates, but then they're coming off a pretty uh, pretty impressive victory against, against the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and they're on the road. Monday Night Football against the Niners, who are kind of sipping on some tea right now. They're on their high horse at 3-0. Um, a little bit. Just a little bit, if you've heard the local radio. Right now, the Niners are favored by three and a half over under 46 and a half. Uh, a couple things to note as we go into this game. Uh, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward, for the first time, they've been deemed healthy. They weren't on the injury reports. Um, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, they're also healthy. They're, they're expected to play. Um, and I think that... Uh, oh, that sucks. Uh, Jason Verrett, Jalen Hurd, they put him on IR. So they signed Dante Johnson and Jordan Matthews. And so, I don't know. Yeah, it's the last game into Monday Night Football Week 5. Uh, and I know you're a big Niners fan, J10. So, I mean, what are your initial thoughts about this game? Well, this, this, this is going to be a good matchup. It's, it's going to be a test for these 49ers who, who had an, a pretty easy schedule the first three games. So going against this Browns defense, who has a, a beast, Miles Garrett. Oh yeah, off the edge. Again, a offensive line that has lost Joe Staley. So there are concerns with Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon on the other end. And do you know if Denzel Ward is playing? You know, as of right now, I actually checked the injury re- reports. Um, Still questionable between Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. They've been dealing with some injuries. Um, uh-huh, I, I think right. uh, Christian Kirksey, their, their middle linebacker, he didn't play last week. Um, I think he should play this week. Uh, i got to double-check that I injury re- reports. But they're one th- of their th- linebackers just had a procedure. Mm. But I know they, they have linebacker injuries going on. Uh, I think that the Niners should continue to have success running the ball. That's right. I mean, and thus far, they've been a, a top-five unit running the ball. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah, the, the, the run game has saved the, the team, and a, a lot more pressure would have been on Jimmy if not for the four-headed monster. I mean, Tennant Coleman goes down, next man up. Matt Breida, Jeff Wilson in the red zone. So let me... They're doing it on offense. And, I mean, uh, uh, my my concern is is Miles Garrett. 
So that I think that's going to be a, the matchup of the game, actually, because, um, you know, Justin School, six-round pick out of Vanderbilt. He's a rookie. He made the team, uh, but I don't think they expected him to play this early. He did okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. I don't think they expected him to be in the lineup this quickly, and this is probably going to be his biggest matchup in, up, up to this point in his career. Uh, Miles Garrett, man. I don't think you're right. One on one, he is going to get beat. With, so Kyle Shanahan is going to give him some help. He's going to put Levine Toilolo on that side, or he's going to have the running back go and help. You know, Miles Miles Garrett. I mean, he, he's a bull rusher. He's not one that has too many moves. You know, he's coming down at you. So. The, the offensive line coach of the Niners will will coach them up and we'll see how they do. Okay. That's going to be a point of emphasis because, you know, I'd say the one thing that I'd be especially concerned about against this Browns team is uh, that front seven. That pass rush against the trenches, I mean, it's right there. It's going to be one of the tougher um, matchups of the season yeah. so far. I, I that's why. Well, I I think that these two defenses is going to go at each, uh, go at the offense, and uh, I do think that the quarterbacks may not have as much success as the prior week. Uh, if you want to talk about the other offense and Baker Mayfield going against this forty nine defense, I sure. mean. Nick Bosa is going to get home. Baker is not going to have enough time to uh, survey the field and throw the ball. I, I mean, uh, the Browns are going to try to run the ball in the beginning. I do believe that. And when Quan Alexander and Fred Warner and the boys are not, are not going to allow that, Baker is going to have to throw. I mean, keep in mind, Nick Chubb is coming off a career game. He had, like, what, 180 rushing yards last game against the against the Ravens? Yeah, but the, the 49ers have not given up a 100-yard rusher yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, let alone 50 yards. I mean, the Paul Alexander, he, this is what the 49ers have been leading for years. So let's not talk about Ruben Foster, but... <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quan well, is, is just a major addition to the 49er team. I, I, I like I like this guy since Tampa Bay. He has the right mindset. He plays with his hair on fire, as what he says. Literally, <laughs> yeah, right here. This guy is hair. just a, a, a great leader, a great example to the other players. And I, that's why I think the rest of the young, the young guys are are following in his lead. Um, the, the, the five first-round drafts on the defensive line should be able to penetrate this ground offensive line, and Baker should not have much time to throw. But they do, I mean, Jarvis Landry just came off uh, one of his best games, although he suffered a concussion. He still got OBJ on the outside. Conversely, let me ask you this then, J10, because, you know, talking about the secondary for the Niners, so as you know, Akella Witherspoon, he's out a month. Um, you know, right. Jason Verrett, they just put him on IR. He got burned against the Steelers. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, burned his ass for a touchdown, and now he's on IR. And so Emmanuel Mosley 
undrafted guy. He's been on the practice squad, uh, kind of back and forth uh, the last couple of years, but uh, he stuck onto the roster this year. He's most likely going to be matched up against Odell Beckham Jr. Honestly, he's between him and Landry. But Sherman, are you going to talk about Sherman? Sherman, he'll, and that's what I'm intrigued. You know, because I think Sherman will take one side of the field in this cover three scheme. But I think that you know, obviously, if I'm Baker Mayfield and the Browns, I'm going to be targeting the other side, which is Mosley's side, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to test him, man. Right? How do you feel about right. that matchup? Well, let's just, yeah, this is Emmanuel Bosley's first, this is his first go-around, right? Starting. First career starts, Monday Night Football against Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it doesn't get any more pressurized than that. Right. Yeah. That, that does not sound appealing to me, but Bosley played well. I mean, in the preseason, he, he, went, he didn't give up too much. He played with a, a little aggression in that defensive backfield, but we, uh, if he gives up one to OBJ down the field for 50 yards, Kyle is going to pull him, and if he has to put Dante Johnson, who the 49ers have just signed, uh, yep. then I'm gonna, we have to do that. Uh, they're going to do that. I don't think Mosley is going to have a long leash Um taking the spot of uh, Jason Bird, who is just super injury-prone over the last few years from San Diego Chargers. Yeah. So Weatherspoon was playing at his best in his life, and he was just anticipating a great year, but it's unfortunate, but what can you do? I mean, the that... Niners will still be able to have success with that so because uh if not that's a lot of pressure on um on that one side of the field i think that to your point they're gonna let sherman kind of be on an island hold his fourth down on the cover three they're gonna kind of roll the coverage towards mostly side but um you know kind of similar to justin school on the left side on the offensive line uh-huh. that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a point of emphasis right there for the browns right uh, uh, the, the 49ers I they're they're getting a a healthier Nick Bosa coming out. I mean, he was not healthy the first couple of weeks. He was, he had an ankle high ankle injury in training camp, and he played he played a, he didn't play one hundred percent the first couple of games, and he was looking forward to the bye week so he can heal a bit more and. I think him, Defoe, Ronald Blair, Eric Armstead should be able to at least get in the way of Baker Mayfield, if not three or four sacks. We'll see, man, because right now Bosa, Bosa has plenty of pressures. He only has one sack. Defoe's coming along. Actually, it's been Eric Armstead that's been... Um, well, bringing it home. I, mean, so. I, I, I don't really like the, the sack 
uh, category like too much because you know when both of them putting pressure and the other guys are eating, you know, like some sometimes you don't uh, get the numbers, but you are pressuring the quarterback or you're penetrating the line. The quarterback does not have as much time to throw the ball. Right. Another, um, I won't say another critique about Bosa, but I'll just say it. A lot of times he's on the ground. Like he's not, he loses his balance per se. He's pressuring, but he, he doesn't get to the quarterback. You've heard that, right? Yeah, I've heard like that he has not, he's gotten near the quarterback and he's not uh, getting the quarterback down. But I understand that he's not playing 100%. And when he is fully healthy, he'll be able. And we have to remember that he is a rookie. So this is his first couple of games in the NFL. I remember his first game, after his first game, he was saying that this is this is different. This is not like college. The quarterbacks are better, and he has to do a little bit more and to be able to get the sack. Right. Well. So he's still learning the game, and we should expect more. And I think he will provide that. Let's bring it home then, uh, J10. So Niners three and a half over under forty six and a half. There's a couple things to worry if I'm the Niners, uh, you know, notably with Miles Garrett, notably with Odell Beckham Jr. against Mosley. But when it's all said and done, I mean, give me your prediction to this game. What's what's the score for you? Oh, okay. Well, I I I think that if Jimmy if Jimmy has a couple touchdowns and is able to throw the ball against this defense, which I think he will be able to, unlike Lamar Jackson last week, whom the Browns had beaten. It, 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 should, it should be an easy 49 victory. But if Miles Garrett and the Browns defense played well against the 49ers, then I do think that it should be a closer game. But with 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 this being a uh, a matchup with two great defenses, I think it's going to be a twenty-one to seventeen game. Twenty-one to seventeen. Who? Hmm. Interesting. I like the yeah. 49ers. I like the 49ers. Okay. I'm kind of um. Hmm. The way I see it, I think that uh, this will be the Niners' biggest test per se. Because it's obviously is on prime time. It's Jimmy G's first career start on Monday Night Football. Right. Uh, they're coming off a you know three and zero record right now, so a lot of hype for this team. Um, but I think that those injuries are gonna, you know, they are gonna feel it. You know, whether it's just in school on the left tackle spot or, Mo, you know, uh, yeah. Mosley on that side. I think that it will be more high scoring. Jimmy's been taking some hits. Garoppolo, he's been taking some hits, but he's been delivering the ball. Yeah, he has. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm a little bit more concerned about Miles Garrett this time around. Out of all the opponents they played thus far, yeah. this is going to be their, their toughest front seven to go against. Um, Kyle, Kyle is worried about Miles, too. And I, I don't think Kyle is going to put Jimmy in that situation where he's going to try to limit that and he's going to try to run the ball and if the run game has, has success then they're going to run the ball 
Okay. Well, speaking about that, I think that the first half early on, both the Browns and with Nick Chubb and then the Niners with between either Brita, Mostert, maybe you might see some um, Tevin Coleman. But I think the first half, both teams are going to run the ball and keep it tight to set up play action for later right. on. I think the second half should be very interesting. That's when you're going to see Odell Beckham Jr. That's where you're going to see George Kittle. That's where you're going to see the Aww. passing game come on. So give me the Niners 30, give me the Browns 27. I think that it'll get very interesting oh, wow. to end the game. I just feel that... Um, you, think, you, think, you think Baker is going to be that, that, have that much success to get 27 points for his team? If they pick, I don't. I'm just. It just bugs me uh, right now. Mosley getting his first start. If they keep on picking on him, okay. Well, you know, that's that's where I'm getting at. Well, let, let's. I just want. Uh, I want to go back last week when the Browns played the Ravens. The Ravens, they they ran. I mean, Chubb had a, a huge amount of yards, but he had one long run, which accounted for most of those yardage. Sure. And, the Ravens are not exactly the same defense as last year. They're missing one of their DBs, their best DB, and CJ Mosley is not no longer there. Um, I don't. I, I think the 49ers have a, has a better defense than the Ravens, and I think that Baker is not going to have enough time to get the ball to his playmakers. He might get the short passes to Landry or uh, Nick Chubb, but I think they're, they're, he's going to face some three and outs in this game. It's not like the – well, let's clarify a couple other things, J-10. It's not like the Niners' offense are world beaters as well. Sure, I get it that, you know, they're, they're top ten rushing and passing, Jason but, just, you know, five turnovers Jason, la- last Jason week. Five turnovers last it's week, a, three in the red zone. I mean, who's to say that they, they fixed that, right? Who's to say that they fixed exactly. that issue? I, that, that could certainly happen on Monday night again, right? <laughs> That, that, that is my concern. If Miles Garrett has success, that is what is going to happen. Jimmy is going to throw a pick. Yeah. And he has been throwing picks. So he, he needs to be safe with the ball. He cannot afford a pick six. That would be devastating, especially early in the game. You are not going to do this like it's Pittsburgh and turn over the ball and get the victory. Absolutely not. Whoever wins the turnover game will win this game because it's it's yeah. a great defense. Yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement with that, and that's why I feel it'll be a little bit more high scoring. I think that um, you know they're going to be a little bit nervous early on, but then second half we're in for a show. So let's do it, J10. Let's do it. The first quarter should be a lower scoring. Quarter, but the second half might provide more offensive points. Okay. Well, let's see what happens in week five. J10, I, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you come up, coming through for the pod. Uh, where, where can we That's find the, you on? Where can we find you on Twitter, man? At Scorpio Niner. All right, Scorpio Niner on Twitter. Obviously, for those that check out the podcast, continue to do so. Whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, I'm also on Twitter at Just the West, Instagram at Just the West, and the blog www.justthewest.com. J10. Until next time, we out of here, man. Peace. We out. Hey.